KCIUT 89.5 FM, the sound of your city. Stream us anytime at www.ciut.fm. The views and opinions expressed on the following program are those of the producers and or the persons appearing on the program and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of CIUT FM. Hi, this is Donna G. Welcome to The More, The Merrier. Always happy to have my listeners tuning in. And hello to those of you who are new. So what do I do on this show? I talk to artists uh, across the spectrum about their work. And if you like hearing what you're going to hear today, or if you check out my podcast, um, you can access that at Instagram via at TMTM with Donna G. Click on the link tree and listen to some of my past shows. If you like that, then CIUT's fall fundraising campaign kicks off on the 14th, runs until the 20th. My fundraising show will be on the 20th. So I'm hoping that uh, you will take the time to donate um, in support of The More the Merrier and Arts on the Radio. So what's coming up on today's show? Well, I'll be speaking to Kanika Ambrose later on in the show about her play, Our Place, which is set in a fictional Caribbean restaurant. But up first, I'll be speaking to playwright Adam Selig. And Adam is a longtime fan and supporter of The More the Merrier. He's been on the show several times over the years. He is back to talk about an event that's happening at the Transact Club on November the 14th. Now, I know this is short notice for those of you who are listening live today on the 13th, but I wanted you to know about the event that's happening at the Transact Club, which is 292 Brunswick Avenue. It starts at 7 p.m. and it's a book launch of The Vampire and the Nymphomaniac. Um, And it's translated by Ray Ellenwood. It's a work by Claude Gaufreau. And I wanted you to hear about this because it sounds like a fascinating um, book. Claude Gaufreau sounds like a fascinating person. And I wanted to share this with you in the hopes that if you can make it, you will go out and listen. So here now is my interview with Adam Selig. And throughout the show, we will have some dub poetry for you. You're listening to CIUT 89.5 FM. This is Donna G. And joining me for this interview is Adam Selig, uh, an old friend of The More the Merrier. He is the founder of One Little Goat Theatre Company and also the artistic director of the company. And we're going to be chatting about uh, Claude Gauvreau. And um, Adam, introduce Claude to my audience. I know about Claude through you and um, your presentation of the charge of the ex-formidable moose. (laughs) (laughs) I had to say Uh, that slowly. Yeah, of course. It's a real pleasure to be on your show again. Thank you for having me to talk about Claude Gauveau, the great Quebec playwright, really a legendary revolutionary playwright whose stature grows decade by decade. It was about 10 years ago that One Little Goat Theatre Company 
presented the English premiere of The Charge of the Ex-Pormidable Moose, the uh, incredible play that Gauvreau wrote in 1956. Um, and we did that at the Tarragon. And that was an introduction for me as well to a lot of Claude Gauvreau's work. Gauvreau was born in Montreal in 1925 and died um, early in 1971. And um, he wrote a piece that um, pre predates the charge of the Exportmidable Moose. It has an equally interesting title. The title is The Vampire and the Nymphomaniac. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this is one that he wrote in 1949. And if you can imagine someone uh, using these words anywhere in public, vampire, nymphomaniac, in a predominantly Catholic Quebec in 1949, then it really gives you a sense of how uncompromising and revolutionary Gauvreau's writing and attitude were. Definitely. I mean, even today, the title would shock some people, uh, the vampire and the nymphomaniac. So um, he was part of a movement um, called the Les Automatistes. Can you tell me a bit about that movement, Adam? Yeah, so Gauvreau's older brother, Claude Gauvreau's older brother, Pierre, was part of this movement, Les Automatistes, part of a group of artists um, in the 40s in Montreal. Um, and uh, brought Claude on board. And, and this is a group of artists, and you and I, uh, Donna, have seen each other at the Art Gallery of Ontario a number of times, so, so you'll know, and anyone who's been through the gallery, or essentially any gallery in Canada, will know names like Baudouin and Riopel, Francois Sullivan, some of, the, some of these major artists out of Quebec. That was the group uh, that in the 40s formed, um, and their uh, famous manifesto was called Refus Global, um, in English, total refusal. And under Baudouin, or along with him, this group of artists, including Claude Gauveau, wrote a manifesto that uh, essentially advocated for artistic freedom. And what's extraordinary about it is they published this in 1948. And we're talking about a dozen years before Quebec's quiet revolution of turning to secularism. So they really paved the way for that liberation um, a movement away from uh, a Catholic uh, parochial education system and governance and towards the secular Quebec, or at least the ostensibly secular Quebec as we mm -hmm. know it today. And The Vampire and the Nymphomaniac is, has been translated by someone that you're familiar with, Ray Ellenwood. So Ray's incredible, and um, it's because of the charge of the Exportmidable Moose that I met Ray. Ray translated uh, Gauvreau's um, famous play, The Moose Play, and then a few years ago, he approached me and said, you know, there's this amazing libretto of um, Claude's called The Vampire and the Nymphomaniac that I'm starting my hand at. It's filled with Explorian language. That was the term that Gauvreau used for this exploratory, wild, Joyce-like, invent, often invented kind of language, really stretched the limits of French and any language and sound for that matter. And I thought, wow, uh, good luck. That sounds almost impossible. <laughs> I know. And yet he pulled it off. So I, I, over the last few years, um, and along with another colleague of ours, Thierry Bissonnette, uh, a Francophone uh, Canadian from originally from Quebec City, now Sudbury, 
we've been working to bring out this amazing translation of Ray Ellenwood of Claude Gauvreau's The Vampire and the Nymphomaniac. And we finally have this book published. Um, so we're really, really thrilled to be able to, to share it. You know, any commentary that I have about Claude can be uh, multiplied by a hundred and much more interesting um, when Ray talks about um, this artistic movement of Les Automatistes and Claude Gauvreau and so on, his connection to it is amazing. So for me, it's been such a pleasure and I have to say really an honor to work with him and to learn so much more about this world of Claude Gauvreau. Um, but more than anything, I would say that we just had a great and fun time working on this wild piece of writing by Claude. It's almost like Ray Ellenwood is, uh, it's, it's almost like someone translating James Joyce into French is what Ray has done for English. He's translated Gauvreau's strange and wild and inventive and, 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 and dynamic French into English. So he's done us a huge service and um, I'm really excited to share this book uh, with people uh, soon. So you are uh, responsible for the launch. Are you responsible for the publication as well? Yeah, so one little goat theater company uh, applied for a Canada Council translation grant to support Ray's translation of The Vampire, the Nymphomaniac by Claude Gauvreau. And we decided to go a little bit further with it and create a bilingual publication. So what's beautiful about this book is that it is a tête-bêche or a flip book, or um, even if you, if you could call it a 69 kind of book, so one side um, is the English, and then when you flip it, the other side is the French, and then they meet in the middle. And uh, we're going to bring it or celebrate its uh, its launch um, at the Transac in, in, uh, at Bloor in Brunswick. Many of your listeners know on Monday, the 14th of November at 7 o'clock. So we're, we're excited. Uh, there'll be readings that include, of course, Ray will read from it. Uh, wonderful poet Beatrice Hausner is going to read along with me. Thierry uh, Bissonnette's going to read in French, and we have coming up from New York, one of the founders of the legendary sound poetry group, The Four Horsemen, and that is Steve McCaffrey. That's quite an evening. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Steve McCaffrey wrote to us and said well, he's very excited to, uh, to launch this important book with us, and Ray had a wonderful response. He said, important, okay, but more than anything, it's going to be fun. Which is important. Um, you want people to have a good time That's right. um, while they're listening to the book and be excited about what they're hearing. If you're having fun, you're more likely to buy the book and be interested in uh, in, in Claude, uh, for example, with this with this reading. Um, how much is the book? Uh, the book is twenty five dollars. Um, and at the Transac, we will be, we're set up to sell it right there. And then, uh, we also have an artist discount. If any of your listeners are, are artists, then we always like to provide that. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, as a publication, I believe it's a thing of beauty. Um, it includes this, uh, publication of the vampire and the nymphomaniac, uh, both languages. It also includes essays by Ray, by myself, by Thierry, and then a bunch of pictures from, an extraordinary production that was done of this very opera in 1996 in Montreal um, that was directed by the great Montreal um, director, Lorraine Pental. 
So this, uh, there's a lot in this, in this book to enjoy. Tell me more about, can I say the plot? Yes. The vampire and the nymphomaniac. I yeah, mean, so- it, it's, it, I'm looking at your web, your website yeah, and yeah. you're describing it as a phantasmagoric love story of a star-crossed lovers. Can right. we delve deeper into that? Sure. I mean, uh, that that is, for those who also saw Govreau's The Charge of the Ex-Formidable Moose, which we did 10 years ago at the Tarragon, they'll, they'll know that this is a familiar theme It's um, for, for Claude Govreau, um, is uh, lovers, Romeo and Juliet, like lovers who are kept apart by the forces of society. And what puts Govreau along with his fellow automatists so far ahead of his and their times is this recognition that um, the strictures, the conventions of society hold people back. Um, And I guess, you know, maybe they're not the first to realize Shakespeare, certainly with Romeo and Juliet and many others, have recognized uh, that that love is a force of liberation. And in this case, because we're talking about Gauvreau writing in 1949 Quebec, the forces that he's fighting against are patriarchy, uh, the church, um, and um, psychiatry as well. People who are trying to normalize what you know may have been considered freakishness. Um, so that is a big uh, cause for Claude. And every syllable is so uncompromising in his writing that he's just uh, it, really, it, the, the writing bursts with energy. Um, so even in the very words that he uses, he is um, always aiming for maximum freedom. It's really, uh, what, what can I say? Like even talking about it, it's very exciting and it's very explosive. And for a lot of people, it will also be in the best sense of the word, really provocative. Will we hear any of the French that night? For sure. We will read from the French to begin and then we will transition over into the English so that people can get a feel for the original French and they can also get a sense for Ray Ellen Wood's fantastic translation um, and appreciate the differences between the two. So yeah, le vampire et la nymphomane is the vampire and the nymphomaniac. And uh, what's the cost for this event? It is free. People are welcome to come to the Transac on Monday, November the 14th, seven o'clock. Join us for the readings. Feel free to buy the book, of course, although it is not free, but feel free to stand, listen, enjoy these wonderful readings by Beatrice Hausner, Ray Ellen Wood, Steve McCaffrey, Thierry Dimanche, um, and, uh, and myself, if I can include myself in illustrious company, and, um, and, and, and enjoy just hearing these extraordinary uh, sounds that come from this, uh, this extraordinary play of Claude Gauvreau, The Vampire and the Nymphomaniac. You mentioned the names of the other guests, and people might not be aware of the names. Can you do a bit of an intro uh, to these guests? Yeah, with pleasure. Sure. So I myself, I'm Adam Seelig, and I can introduce myself as uh, the, the artist director of One Little Goat Theatre Company. I'm also a poet and, and, and writer. Um, and uh, Beatrice Hausner is um, no stranger to the poetry scene. She is. Uh, she ran Quattro Books, and she's published numerous books with Book Hug Press. 
the most recent of which is Enter the Raccoon. It's a, a, an erotic raccoon uh, work of poetry. What? How, how much more Toronto could you get? <laughs> I know. Um, and she's a, a, a wonderful poet in her own right. Ray Ellenwood um, has, uh, although he really uh, does not advertise it widely, won uh, what was then called the Canada Council Translation Prize, but it, it, today it's become the Governor General Award in translation. So that's he has that under his belt, as well as years of teaching at York University, um, and has translated other works by Kogovo. The Charge of the Exformidable Moose is one of them, which he published with Exile. The other one is Entrails, um, and Entrails uh, he published with Coach House Books a number of years ago, and that was the, the translation for which he won the Governor General. And uh, Thierry Bissonnette is a fascinating person who knows a lot about Claude Gauveau, especially because he wrote a book that has just been, trans uh, pardon me, just been published in Quebec in French called Tombeau de Claude Gauveau. And it's um, about Claude Gauveau, um, a kind of, um, could call it a, a sort of biography on Gauvreau, but written in from Gauvreau's voice, as if Gauvreau had never died in 1971 and is still um, enjoying his time in Montreal, jumping from rooftop to rooftop and uh, talking about his life. So uh, that's something I would love to see translated into English for, for a lot of us. Yes, sounds fascinating. There is also a book launch happening at uh, Le Port de Tête, Tell us about that. Will so, there be different guests for that? Yes, yes, exactly right. So, so we're we're doing two uh, launches. One is going to be in Toronto, and the Toronto launch is probably the one of of more that's more germane, more relevant to your listeners, Donna, um, at Transac um, uh, this Monday, the fourteenth. Uh, the one that we will do in Montreal, which is of course um, uh, where Govlo is from. Uh, is on Saturday, the 19th of November at four o'clock at a wonderful bookstore called Le Pol de Tête. And um, I wish we could transport all of the people we have at our wonderful Toronto reading over there, but there will be some others, other special guests who are going to join us um, in, in Montreal. But the same uh, crew who put this Vampire and Infomaniac book together, myself, uh, Ray Ellenwood and Thierry Bissonnette, are all going to be uh, in Toronto and in Montreal as well to uh, to bring this book into the world. Okay, so to any listeners who are listening from Montreal, uh, look forward uh, to this event on the 19th. And for our Toronto peeps, it's Monday the 14th, 7 p.m. at the Transac Club. And uh, for details, you can go to onelittlegoat.org. Um, to find out more about both these events, but I'm looking forward to the 14th. This is something I definitely want to to hear and experience in person. And Adam, I can't believe it's been 10 years since the Exformidable Moose. Um, mm. Time has flown, yes. uh, but thank you for coming on to the show and talking about um, this book launch. Thank you for having me, Don. I'm looking forward to seeing you at the launch, and it's a real pleasure always speaking with you. CIUT 89.5, the sound of your city. Stream CIUT at www.ciut.fm. Yes, Ja. These kind of feelings, you know? I feel like to laugh. I feel like to cry. I feel like to sit and just a stare up in a Jaja sky. I 
And if you go down the corner, swing a left, round by the bay, you'll see this little cafe. And if you're down and out and don't know what to say, Mary will come on over and say, Wanna try some of my get up stand up soup? Uh huh? Oh, yeah. And mm, maybe you want to uh, sample my you don't have to take uh, 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 from nobody's sandwich. I'm going to do what I don't want to do. Uh, girl. Oh, yeah. Serving up her country charm. Mm, in this beautiful restaurant. Why don't you come and join me for a bottle of revolutionary stew? Listening to the more the merrier. This is Donna G. And joining me is Kanika Ambrose. And Kanika is a Toronto-based playwright, librettist, and artistic producer of Paprika Festival. She's also a Dora Award nominee for her role in Binti's Journey, and was part of the Dora-nominated outstanding production of Phobia Opera. She's joining me today to talk about her new play. Our place. Kanika, welcome to CIUT. Welcome to The More the Merrier. Thanks, Donna. Thanks for having me. You have quite a full theater experience playwright, librettist, artistic producer. How did you fall into these uh, roles, Kanika? Yes. Um, actually, now I'm also I'm the associate artistic director of uh, Necessary Angel Theater Company. Woo! Um, congratulations. Thanks. Yes. Yeah. And I'm also. Uh, a resident uh, at the Canadian Film Centre for television writing. So uh, I've done, I'm doing quite a few. So I guess how I fell into them, um, playwriting came first. I started writing uh, plays in high school um, and acted in them. And then I went to theatre school for acting. Uh, I was an actor for a few years and then I came to a realization that my voice was better suited as uh, a playwright and I wanted to devote my my time to that. Um, yeah, while I was doing that and building my career as a playwright, 
um, I started, I, I got involved with Tapestry Opera Company and their Lib Lab um, and explored my voice as a librettist. And so that's how that part of my career took off. And um, the artistic leadership portion has uh, been an interest of mine. Um, I worked at Soul Pepper in administration for a few years and I was always interested in how a large organization like that worked and wanted to eventually uh, lead one someday. Um, so that's how the artistic leadership portion uh, came, came into the career path. Growing up in Scarborough, did you always know you wanted to be in the arts? No, I didn't. I... I knew, I guess, from high school. I so my my dad is a dub poet, um, and he always had me since I was a little girl perform with him. Um, like in Dominica, where we're from, there is a type of storytelling called kwikwa, and like it's acted out, and there's drumming, and there's a story aspect of it. And he would have me um, act while he drummed and told told the story. Um, and so it was something I continued doing. I always just like chose powerful uh, monologues, historical monologues, and would say them at school assemblies, Black History Month things at school. Um, until one day a high school teacher pointed out that what I was doing actually was acting um, and I should join drama. Uh, so I did. And uh, from pretty much then on, I knew that I wanted to be in the arts. Say your dad's name for people who don't know him. Oh, his name is Regist Ambrose. Okay. Um, so this inspirational teacher got you more involved um, in the arts. Um, now, coming uh, from, you know, a family with, you know, at least one artistic person, um, were you encouraged to study this post-secondary or did they try to divert you and have you do that on the side? No, my parents are awesome. They always let me do whatever I wanted to do. At some point, I wanted to be a model. They just like whatever I wanted to do. They were my my number one champions. Oh, I know that's, that's rare, especially for immigrant families. Um, but but my story is a bit different. Yeah, it's rare for immigrant families. It's yeah. rare for families in general <laughs> yeah. uh, to say, "Oh, well, you want it. anything you want to do, we'll support you." Like, yeah, yeah, they're pretty amazing. That's fantastic. So your uh, play, Our Place, mm -hmm. um, is running at Theatre Pass Marai from November the 18th to December 3rd. Um, mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. It's mm -hmm. set in a jerkport castle in Scarborough. Yeah. Um, why that setting? Yeah, Jerkport Castle is a fictional restaurant. Um, I based it off of some other restaurants along uh, Kingston Road, which is close to where I grew up um, in Scarborough. Uh, the location I chose because the story, uh, the person who inspired the story was working at, um, at a Caribbean restaurant in the same location. Um, and so... Yeah, it was based on that because that was that was the situation that I was inspired by. But also, it's a unique uh, setting. Also, when I started writing this play, so I started writing the play in 2016. Uh, as of yet, it seems like Scarborough is having a huge renaissance right now. But 
that wasn't so much the case yet at that time. Um, so it was really a mission of mine to uh, to have my work represent where I came from because I was super proud of it and, um, and to have more work uh, in Canadian media, media in general reflect uh, experiences from Scarborough and not just uh, downtown or, or ma major city centers. Mm -hmm. Now, I, as somebody who was from Scarborough back in the day when there was barely anything there, I've seen, you know, people I know um, really flourish in the arts. And we sometimes we get together and we talk about, wow, remember when? Like, how did we all end up, you know, doing what we do? And it just seemed, I don't know if there was something in the water or what, but um, to have you now when Scarborough is really breaking out, to have you uh, with your play being at Theatre Pass Marai and, you know, representing Scarborough to me is is very fulfilling and, and wonderful. And I, and I celebrate you and your and your work. So our place, um, did you ever work in a Caribbean restaurant? I never did. No, I worked at at a restaurant <laughs> it yeah. was a burger place though uh licks home burgers oh uh, yeah I worked, that was sky high <laughs> yeah exactly when i was 15 i worked there <laughs> but I, I had never worked in a caribbean restaurant specifically yeah it's a so. different vibe mm -hmm. a caribbean restaurant so yeah. um did you ever go there and hang around just to hear the flavor of the people coming in and smelling the food. Um, yeah. Yeah. Talk so, to me about that. Yeah. So, um, a, a family member of mine was working at a Caribbean restaurant when, uh, when I started writing this play. So we'd often pick her up in the evening and kind of hang around at the end of her shift. We meaning my husband and I, it wasn't my husband at the time, but um, we would we would pick her up in the evening from her shift. So we'd, we'd hang out and we'd get some food um, and talk to the people. Um, it's kind of hard. There's so many restaurants, Caribbean restaurants specifically, around where I grew up that it was inevitable that you would definitely end up spending time in in one or the other. Now there's there's a bunch more. There's Ritz opened up that big franchise. Sunrise has been there for a long time, um, mm -hmm. but it became a franchise. I feel like the original location was the Scarborough location, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but now, since then, it, it's it's gone all the way to Durham. Um, and there's just there's just plenty. When I started writing it, I counted, and there were 11 just between, uh, like, three major intersections on Kingston Road. Yeah. I think I know the stretch that you're talking about. Yeah. Um, so tell me about your cast. Yeah. So um, it's an incredible cast. I feel so, I, I can't even believe it. I just watched, I just watched a run. They're running it every day now. Um, and we've got Virgilia Griffith, who uh, is uh, incredible. She just finished Queen Goneril at Soul Pepper. Uh, she's got plenty of awards and accolades. Um, and she's also a friend of mine. We went to the theater school together. Um, and Sophia Walker, who I've long admired, 
Um, again, many awards accolades just came from Shaw Festival. And then we have two newer actors, um, Tremaine Nelson, who this is actually his first theater role, but he uh, he's involved in, he's been doing, uh, expanding his career in film and television over the past few years. And Pablo Gonlesi, who uh, is a recent graduate from, um, oh my goodness, I'm forgetting the name of the school, Ryerson Theater School, which is now uh, Toronto Metropolitan, <laughs> Toronto Metropolitan, Toronto Metropolitan University uh, Theater School. Um, so he's a recent grad and then was in the factory theater uh, mechanicals acting program. He was also in um, 21 Black Future is one of those and is now in this place. So it's a fantastic cast. Uh, director is Sabrin Rock, which is also a fantastic actor, but this is her first, uh, her main stage directorial debut which is also exciting. She's been working with me on this play for many years as we've done a lot of workshops on it. Um, so yeah, pretty pretty exciting folks involved. Tell me about their characters. So uh, the two women, um, their names are Naisha and Andrea. They work at the restaurant. They, um, they're working under the table so they don't have legal citizenship there they're on visitor's visa, so they're supposed to be leaving the country um, within a few months. Um, one of them is, they're, they're both aware that uh, it's better to stay in Canada than to go back to their respective countries, and they're looking for ways to stay in the country. Um, the two men are play their love interests, if you want to call them love interests, but they're opposites, I guess. They're both of Caribbean descent as well. One has been in the country for about eight to 10 years and one came as a child. Um, so it's about how the four of them interact and try and get what they want from each other. And how long is the play? Uh, right now, it's looking like about two hours. Okay. Um, but things things get shorter or longer as rehearsal. We still got a week and a bit of rehearsal. Mm -hmm. So so the time isn't really uh, set yet. I would say it'll probably be, uh, it'll probably be just under two hours to just over two hours within a half hour ballpark. And this is at uh, Theatre Pass Marai. Yes. Have you ever been in anything in that theater? Yes. Uh, several things so when I was an actor which was a long time ago really I um I did the Sears Drama Festival and then my high school got selected to to progress to the Summer Works Festival both years that I was involved so we performed our plays there so that was the first uh first time and then I was part of a collective called Elephant's in the room collective and we did a 24-hour durational piece in theater past my backspace um so that was i don't even know i feel so like that was said, about eight years yeah. ago what high school did you go to i went to notre dame catholic secondary school in the beaches okay mm -hmm. uh, upper beaches there so yeah. um you must be so excited to be back at Theatre Pass Marai with your own work. Yeah, definitely, definitely. 
it's always felt like home. Like I've, uh, it's a very welcoming theater. I feel like, and also, oh my goodness, and also Paprika Festival, um, Paprika Festival, uh, it was is in residence at Theater Pasmara, so I was there frequently for that. We didn't actually get to have the festival there the the two years that I was artistic producer because of the pandemic, um, but we we were sharing office space with them so i felt like i was part of the company i was part of the company um, for a couple of years as well are tickets mm-hmm. on sale now yep tickets have been on sale for the past month or so um and yeah it runs from the november 18th to december 3rd so that's about three weeks in there to... and how much how much are tickets it's a sliding scale. I believe it's 10 to $45, um, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, it's it's pay what you can afford. And it doesn't, ha- it doesn't have any effect on where the actual seating uh, will be. How much you pay doesn't affect the seating. Okay, that's nice and equitable. Kanika, thank you so much for joining me to talk about Our Place, running from November the 18th to December 3rd at Theater Pass Marai. I'm going to try and make it out to to your play because uh, those Caribbean restaurants are special. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I, I hope that you make it. And uh, yeah, I, I think that the set will make you um, reminisce about times and Scarborough Caribbean restaurants for sure. And that's my interview with playwright Kanika Ambrose. For tickets, the website is passmurai.ca. That's P-A-S-S-E-M-U-R-A-I-L-L-E dot C-A. And for those of you who are wondering, Passmurai just means beyond walls. So Theater Passmurai Theater Beyond Walls, P-A-S-S-E-M-U-R-A-I-L-L-E dot C-A. And I just want to uh, correct something that uh, Kanika said. The tickets are on a sliding scale, but the sliding scale is $10, $30, $60. So you can pay what you can afford and support persons um, to assist a patron with specific needs um, are $0. So um, if you are a person with special needs and you have an assistant, you pay for your ticket and the assistant is free. And again, passmarai.ca. If you prefer to contact the box office by telephone, the phone number is 416-504-7529. That's 416-504-7529. Theatre Passmarai is located at 16 Ryerson Avenue. Um, It's just north of Queen and east of Bathurst. So if you're taking the streetcar, get off at Bathurst and Queen and make your way there. What is your life made of? Sugar and spice and parboiled rice, sprinkle in some sun-dried blood or fish, preserved in sweat, dehydrated, pepper, 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 pep
mix it up, stir it in the one pot, Creole slot, you put your right foot in, blood, gut, and rhythm, thank you for the world so dark, diasporic talk. Thank you less often, not for the end for lack or chicken back or white sweet and low packs and never for a big son of a Mac attack. Thank you for iron vultures, fly south, swoop down on my backyard, have a beach bum, fun in the sun and tongue tied calypso rum and thank you for never knees and limbo pounding sands inside my blood, gut and rhythm. these I am grateful for all things borrowed and never returned like great burial grounds my future now squirting small towns and newly vacuumed office towers and all things dungeon covered dust to dust blood gut and rhythm Take a trip in a triangle road, slip into pure resistance. Ships at sea transporting me, crew and cargo, fodder and feed transplanting me, cane and cotton, these seas have not forgotten home, though ice is the coldest that I breathe. Mirror image on the wall. Do you listen when I speak? My accent glued to my teeth. At this tea for two, beer for you by the jug. No face, no black mud plug on your TV. No, nothing for me. Just ice, the coldness that I breathe. Blue light, blustery breeze singing through my teeth. Like a comb rasping my mind as the spares from my nostrils drip onto my chapped lips, my frozen fingertips jingling dust pennies from your sweet fountain flow. Milk and honey and ice, the coldness that I breathe. Take me home, poor ass. To a banana walk of sugar piece, a pebble swing from the river, far from Montreal, standing tall, prepping for erections of pleasure palace retreats on ice, the coldness that I breathe, and a new golf course.
black sky night, not a star in sight. Babylon bootsteps, crunch soft snow. Outside the Jane and Finch disco. DJ Chalice was rocking the palace. Trauma and bass, bubbling. Brothers and sisters ganking to a rhythm of historical yearning. We catch in the memory of an ocean breeze, a small reprieve from this Babylon freeze. A terrible storm was brewing, branches broken, scattered. Bam, bam, bobbly, bidly, bam. Bomb. A righteous beat was bubbling over Injustice sliding undercover Sound system catching fire Freedom is what we all desire in the party some youths looking for clarity racial profiling them put pound with back enron welcome how are that fantina in jamaica see how i'm a put on a show when i'm a go to america that is what me want to know the system intact black and black but a whole event that. i'm back in the dance back in the dance DJ Chalice have everyone in a trance. 500 years in this day and age. Lord, what a outrage. Underclass, working class, always last. Equal opportunity, hypocrisy. I'm back against the wall. Another black youth about to fall. Delroy step in the dance, sell some weed, misguided path to succeed. Delroy's head pounding, blues them resounding, bittersweet black like night exploding. A cold breeze pass through the door. It's the police, everyone freeze. Delroy brethren flee for them life. Steel flash thunder, red rush river, bad blood bubbling, black lava simmering. Lord, Delroy and him dreams dash down upon the ground. And the madness and the badness running wild. And the madness and the badness running wild in the party. And some of them say, I'm just a gunman and play plenty woman. And some say, I'm just a youth man. Walking down the wrong road, carrying a heavy, heavy load. And outside of the night, just a rustle in the breeze, telling morning. Shed some light Won't you please come shed some light Come shed some light Won't you come shed some light
mighty, mighty long way to go. I say it is a hard road to travel. And such a mighty, 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 mighty long way to go. Oh, 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 oh,
I'd like to thank my guests for today, Adam Selig, to talk about The Vampire and the Nymphomaniac, and Kanika Ambrose talking about her play, Our Place. The dub poetry that you heard on today's show was by Peculiar Eye. Feelings is the name of the track. Then we heard Proud Mary by Lillian Allen, followed up with Sugar and Spice by Audrey Zina Mandiella, and Chet sings Jane and Finch. And then we sailed right in to Sailor by Debbie Young. And we're going out now by a track by Denise Williams. And this track is called St. John's Market. See you next week. Bye-bye. Come we go down to St. John's For to buy banana Come we go down to St. John's For to buy banana Come we go down, come we go down Come we go down to St. John's Market Come we go down, come we go down For to buy banana Have you ever seen a rainbow Or a garden blooming bright? Heard the shuffle of a thousand feet Or drums from morn till night? Come we go down, come we go down Come we go down to St. John's Market Come we go down, come we go down For to buy banana Get your tamarind and your up, mangoes and cassava, red fruit, okras, pigeon peas, curry goat and guava. Come we go down, come we go down, come we go down to St. John's Market. Come we go down, come we go down, for to buy banana. Have you seen a brown skin maiden? With sunlight in her eyes, heard the swallow.